My name is Andrew Perlot. Welcome to the Socratic State of Mind podcast. How to protect yourself from manipulation. Virtue without power is benign, but power without virtue tears lives and civilizations apart. So it's a pity good people often don't understand how power works and what people holding the levers of power are up to. It's not enough to have influence and be good. We must also understand that ignorance of reality leaves us susceptible to manipulation by those who lack scruples and less effective in doing good. If the United States broke any ground with its constitution, it was in assuming saints wouldn't be elected, that politicians would in fact possess numerous vices. Alexander Hamilton correctly intuited that counterbalancing vice with vice would keep America on the rails, while planning on angels showing up would lead to catastrophe. Hamilton and the Founding Fathers had an unusually high degree of power literacy, probably because they'd read Plutarch and studied classical history. For instance, John Adams was a vocal fan of Machiavelli, the famous political realist. On the other hand, most communist governments were built with starry-eyed optimism about the type of people who'd live in and lead them. The results were predictably lackluster. Power literacy for the wise and the just isn't about manipulation and is largely defensive and preventative in nature. Someone with high power literacy will, one, be able to spot the power games played around them and defend themselves appropriately, two, understand that power is immoral, but its execution always has moral implications, and three, understand human nature and how it's manipulated. Power Literacy at Home Most of us don't design governments, but power literacy helps us act appropriately in the local arenas we find ourselves in. If you're a good person, you may not realize the extent to which entire classes of people see our world through a zero-sum lens and view relationships and institutions as vehicles for personal gain. The world throws around clinical terms like sociopath and psychopath, but many are simply power-literate people who lack a strong moral foundation. Maybe they aren't even really self-aware. When backed into a corner, they pull the puppet strings they intuit will help them get their way. Good people often have strings that are extremely easy to tug on. It's only when we understand the power games they use so successfully in the home, in petty work disputes, and at the highest levels of government that we can protect ourselves and effectively pursue worthwhile goals. A significant part of humanity won't play by the rules and good people need to act like it. Any community built without power literacy degrades over time because bad actors take advantage of it. You're probably part of such a group right now. A classic manipulation. There are countless power games, but a basic two-step manipulation looks something like this. 1. Disorient a person and knock them off balance. Using a person's emotional responses against them is a strategy as old as time. Fear is the classic tool, but other emotions such as greed and anger are also viable. If a manipulator can make you fear for your life, your family, your livelihood, or your reputation, for instance, they'll often have you. People goaded into anger become stupid, stop thinking clearly, and make mistakes. 
If you're disoriented and reeling, you're going to be easier to manipulate. Two, apply external pressure. Disorienting a person with fear or anger or other strong emotions may be enough, but if it isn't, external pressure may cause them to dance to someone else's tune. Can they turn a friend against you? Can they blackmail you or make you look bad in front of your boss? Where might some adroitly planted gossip turn the screws? Resisting manipulation. Some people are hard to knock off balance with emotional manipulation. They might also stand up to external threats with unusual resilience. Why? Power literacy helps us keep our balance when someone is playing a game with us because we see what they're doing. If you inculcate an understanding of how politicians manipulate people with fear and anger and look for instances of them doing it, you probably won't be tricked next time you're their target. But there's no better way to resist manipulation than with a philosophical practice. The two-step manipulation above threatens externals that Stoics discount. If you care more about doing the right thing, which is virtue, than reputation, wealth, or anything else, you become very hard to manipulate. Virtuous people with power literacy tend to get left alone by sociopath types. If initial probing fails to make you dance, bad actors often look for easier targets unless you pose an existential threat to them or their power base. Increasing power literacy. Experience may be the most effective way to understand power and its abuses. If you spot manipulation in progress or retrospectively retrace how you were manipulated, you'll probably never be fooled in the same way again. But books are safe and provide far more examples than you'll come across yourself. Plutarch's Lives. Plutarch was incredibly popular in colonial America. His many biographical pairings of one prominent Greek and one prominent Roman show leaders possessing virtues and vices in equal measure. Plutarch details some of the successful manipulations used by his subjects. An in-depth study of business tycoons and politicians from other areas may yield similar insights and help you see people for what they are. Machiavelli's The Prince. Machiavelli suggested leaders try to be effective rather than good. Drawing on examples from antiquity, the Middle Ages, and the Renaissance, he shows how this can be done. Don't study the prince to learn how to manipulate, but rather to understand how power games are played by those without scruples. Robert Greene's The 48 Laws of Power. What if Machiavelli had access to far more information from which to draw conclusions? Perhaps he would have ended up with something like this book. Some of the laws contradict each other, but that's not really the point. Green shows us the levers by which humans are manipulated in the psychological landscape of the worst of us. Perspective. We must understand what's in our power and what isn't. It's foolish to think sociopathic types can be kept from positions of influence and power or that will defeat them. Nero and other despotic emperors were surrounded by depraved courtiers mirroring imperial, imperial vices, ancient historians tell us. And yet in Meditations, the emperor Marcus Aurelius complains of people pretending to be philosophers because his interest in stoicism made the topic in vogue. Vice was out and virtue was in, and yet sociopaths 
appear to be prominent in both types of courts. The morally flexible will discover what it takes to have influence and contort themselves into the required shape, regardless of how good the person at the top is. As Marcus would put it, don't expect Plato's Republic or even Plato's softball team. Yet, remaining ignorant of the way the game is played leaves you naive and open for manipulation. Neither is virtuous, and a wise person learns how power works.